0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live Echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values, and to change your life, to make it more sustainable, fulfilling, and balanced with nature. All in just 10 unedited minutes a day, although I usually end up going much, much more... Than 10 minutes a day. It usually ends up being more like 15 minutes a day. But I'm getting closer, okay? When I originally started this daily, I said 5 minutes a day. I said 5, changed it to 10, I might change it to 15 eventually. I feel like fifteen is a little much. It's setting my expectations just a little bit too high. Anyway, my name's Eugene, and this is episode 24. Today, we are going to be talking about the Green New Deal. Now, the Green New Deal, for anybody who reads my blog, um, you will know that I did a blog post probably three months back now about the Green New Deal. In that Green New Deal uh, blog post, my father actually went to the trouble of summarizing or less than summarizing more changing the wording of it to make it less legal easy and a little bit more easy to read and he sent that to me and said why don't you post this in your blog and so we did a couple of blog posts on it and i've always wanted to do a video series on it but never ever got around to it never got a proper video done on it so i figured you know what? Let's just do it on the daily. Let's just talk about it live and let's see if I can actually work through all the little details of it live. So, um, I'm going to end up doing it in four parts, and this is going to be part one of four. So, first, before we get into this, the whole reason that I wanted to do something about the Green New Deal is because we've all heard about the Green New Deal. I'm sure you have heard the term Green New Deal before. Everybody has heard about it and everyone knows it's kind of like an environmentally friendly like law thing that some people have put out there and that liberal people like and conservative people hate. And everyone kind of has a general idea of that part of it, but nobody actually really knows what's in it or very few people actually know what's in it. And so I wanted to start by just talking about the Green New Deal in general. So first, what is the Green New Deal? The Green New Deal is a package of legislation to address climate change and its associated effects. Um, For the most part, the people that support it tend to be liberal. The notable names are people like Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris... Elizabeth Warren, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, as she is known, Um, why has it been found necessary to produce the Green New Deal? Well... As you guys may know if you've ever listened to this channel at all, there's this thing called climate change. And our climate is increasingly warming. And that increasingly warming temperature of the Earth is bringing us more storms, wildfires, mass extinctions, and many other social and environmental problems. So the Green New Deal strives to provide a kind of general framework for the U.S. government to follow, to kind of implement changes, to suggest changes to our laws, and all with the purpose of protecting our future from the potentially catastrophic effects of climate change. It's important to note that none of it is actual legal None of it is actual laws. None of the things in the Green New Deal will actually legally force anybody to do anything. It's more just kind of like a framework, a kind of set of of kind of general rules that the u s. government can kind of follow. Um, why did I find it important to summarize the Green New Deal? Basically, it's not super long. Pretty much anybody can read it if you take—I don't know—thirty minutes. Anyone can read it in about thirty minutes. It's not a very very long document, but it's long enough for most people to go, eh, no thanks. And it's also pretty heavy in legalese. So a lot of it, when you're reading it, is it's it it feels like very very old. English, and a lot of people might just get turned off immediately by that and not want to read it. So that was why my dad decided that he wanted to simplify it and to kind of convert the Green New Deal into plain and easy-to-understand English. I'm going to include a link to to that down below, because if you haven't read the actual Green New Deal, then I highly recommend you read the summary that my father produced, which is down in the description below. It's much, much, much easier to read. It's all been nicely organized, nicely formatted, and much more, just better worded. So be sure to check that out. So... In doing the video version of this blog post, I decided to cover it in four parts, because I thought if I do it in two, they're going to be really, really long and kind of heavy videos. So I wanted to keep it a little bit lighter and to just cover it... In little bits at a time. So I'm going to do this in four parts. The first part that I'm going to do, which is today, is we're going to talk about the IPCC findings on climate change. What actually happens? What is climate change? What will happen with the storms and the wildfires and all that? In part two, we're going to cover the social problems that are brought on by climate change. Because of climate change, there's a lot of issues related to wealth inequality, job loss, and health, as well as a whole bunch of other problems that will also come or get worsened because of climate change. So in part three, we're going to start to talk about the goals of the Green New Deal. What can we actually do? What does it suggest that we do to start putting our country into a new direction to start taking on climate change? And then in the last part, part four, which is a really, really important part of this. And I'm so happy that they decided to include this part of the Green New Deal. um, It's the part that talks about how can we ensure that all Americans benefit from the Green New Deal. That part is super, super, super important because it's really important to know that if we were to follow the Green New Deal, it would be something that they are consciously trying to keep aware of the fact that they want to help everybody. They don't want to just help expensive corporations. They don't just want to help the oil industry switch over to renewables or anything like that, they want to help everybody. They want to make sure that anybody who loses jobs is getting jobs. They want to be sure that anybody who's currently suffering um, from not being able to pay their electric bills for the air conditioning that they are going to need more and more because of climate change, they're going to make sure that people have the money to be able to pay for that. So that part is extremely, extremely important. And that is what we'll be talking about in part four of this video series. Um, And I should note also that while I'm going to do this in four parts, smack in the middle of the four parts, I'm going to have my sister coming on to talk to me a little bit about being vegan and what is her experience with being vegan, as well as giving us some tips about being vegan or being vegetarian for anybody who wants to try it. That's going to be a special hour-long episode, and there will also be a Fun Day Monday squeezed into the middle, so this series won't all come out in a row, but if you just wait, they'll come out. So let's get into it. I've already been going on for a really long time, so let's get into part one, the actual climate change and what the IPCC report found. So... Uh, In October of 2018, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, put out a report called the Special Report on Global Warming of 1.5 Degrees Celsius. Um, And in that report, They took the opinions of many, many, many different scientists. This was not just one team of scientists, but many, many, many scientists all over the world from different countries. And they came to five different major conclusions. They are that, number one, human activity is the primary cause of observed climate change over the past hundred years or so. Number two, they found that the changing climate is causing sea levels to rise and it is causing an increase in wildfires, severe storms, droughts, and other extreme weather events that both threaten human life, human health, communities, and very critical infrastructure that we have. Number three, they found that global warming at or above 2 degrees Celsius beyond pre-industrialized levels, that is, 2 degrees beyond what the temperature was in about the year 1800, or 1900, somewhere in the middle of there, um, that if we get above 2 degrees beyond that, then it will cause many, many, many different problems, from mass migration from the regions that are most affected by it, which means that other countries are going to have to support floods of people migrating into their countries. It's going to cause over $500 billion in lost annual economic output in the United States by the year 2100. That's every year. That's a huge amount of money. Next, that by 2050, we will have wildfires that will every year burn at least twice as much forest area in the western United States than usually we have prior to 2019. They also found that a loss of more than 99% of all coral reefs on Earth will, will be gone will lose more than 99% of all coral reefs. Um, There will also be over 350 million more people to be exposed globally to deadly heat stress because the temperature is going to be rising. Everyone's going to be suffering from a lot more heat stress, which will bring on a whole wealth of problems and health-related problems. And then a risk of, I believe this is $1 trillion of public infrastructure, and coastal real estate in the United States. Basically, all the hurricanes, storms, and rising sea levels will cause huge amounts of damage to roads, buildings, power infrastructure, all kinds of things that is going to cost us a ton of money. So those are all major effects that we will see from climate change. They also found that global temperatures must be kept below 1.5 degrees Celsius of pre-industrial levels if we want to avoid the worst of those damages. So that's going to mean that by the year... So we're going to have to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, right? So this is something that, if you're on this channel, this is not something that's new to you at all. But we are all going to have to reduce everybody's emissions... From human sources of 40 to 60 percent from 2010 levels by 2030. That means we've got another 10 years or so. Up until now, we haven't we haven't done almost anything at all to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, um, and we're going to have to reduce that by 40 to 60 percent within the next 10 years, and we're going to have to get to net zero global emissions by 2050. So that means we have about 30 years to make sure that we are not burning fossil fuels at all, or at least we are capturing enough that what emissions we have are being recaptured. Finally, what they found is that the United States has historically been responsible for most of the greenhouse gas emissions. So the United States is actually responsible for about 20% of all global greenhouse gas emissions all the way up to 2014. And they have not only that, but America actually has the technological capacity to actually innovate and to create the technologies, the will, not maybe not the willpower, but they, we have the technology to take on climate change much more than other countries have. Therefore, the United States must take a leading role in reducing emissions through economic transformation. It's going to mean that we're going to have to make big, big, major changes within the next 10 years. This is why the Green New Deal is so, so important. It's so important that we do, if not the Green New Deal, something very, very, very similar to the Green New Deal. Because we don't have much time left. In the next 10 years, reducing 40 to 60% is going to mean huge, huge, huge amounts of changes. Because most of our emissions come from transportation agriculture and energy production, that means in all of those sectors, we're going to have to have we're going to have to get at least 40% reductions of CO2 emissions in all of those sectors, which is obviously going to require huge changes to all of those industries. So we're looking at very, very, very big changes. Lucky for us, the Green New Deal does propose a path forward, which we will Uh, be looking at in part three of this series. Be looking forward to part two in this series which is going to be tomorrow which I'm going to be doing tomorrow and then I'm going to be talking about what are the actual social impacts that we are going to see from climate change. So we've actually today just talked about what happens when climate change hits. When we hit that two degrees of warming what effects do we see? The hurricanes, the storms, the wildfires. But there are a huge host of social problems that come from those, and that is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. If you guys have any questions or anything about it as well, be sure to tune in and come ask your questions as well, because I, while I'm not an expert by any means at uh, law or anything to do with legislation, I have read both the Green New Deal and my father's simplified, easy-to-read version, which, again, if you want to read, just, just go read. It'll take you like 20 minutes. It's down in the links below. Be sure to check those out as well. Also, be sure to tune in on February 6th, Saturday evening at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, if you want to come and ask questions live to my sister, who is going to be talking with me about being vegan. She's been vegan for many, many years and vegetarian for many, many, many more. And so she has a lot of really good insight into what it's like to be vegetarian and what it's like to be vegan. And I have always had great respect for the way she thinks about it because... For so many people out there, I've heard so many vegans and vegetarians talk and it always feels like they're like talking to you from their high horse. But that's not my sister at all. She's really, really down to earth about it. She wouldn't even tell you that she's, gonna, that she's vegan or vegetarian if you didn't ask her about it she's super super down to earth about it and she just has so many experiences that i think that if you've ever tried to be vegetarian or vegan before you would find some of her experiences to be very very relatable cuz um yeah she doesn't she doesn't do it as like from this moral high horse standpoint she does it from a very down to earth just like this is my life and i like doing it this way it just feels good to do it i don't feel like it makes me better than anybody else but um It's just something that makes my life feel better, which is exactly how I feel about the environmental things that I do in my life. Every time I do it, I start doing it because it feels like I want to do it for the environment. But after I do it for a while, I always end up coming around to, wow, this actually makes my life feel better. It actually feels more like I'm living in line with my own values. And I appreciate my life more. My life feels better, it feels more fulfilling, and that's how she feels about being vegetarian and vegan. so be sure to tune into that because that's going to be a really, really cool talk. Um, if you tune in live, you can ask her questions directly. Um, I'll be asking them from chat. so if you have questions for a vegan, come talk live and here's a little inside tip. She used to be a huge meat eater when we were kids when she when we were little, she used to eat meat all the time. She loved meat more than anything else. So it was super, super surprising for my whole family when she decided to go vegetarian. So I'm looking forward to that talk. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. I went a little bit long, but I hope you guys were able to stick with me all the way through to the end. If you want to come and interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to me on my channel on YouTube. Be sure to hit the notification bell so that you get notified when I go live. If you're listening to me on a podcast, be sure to also hit the subscribe button on those podcasts as well. I'm here almost every day. I'm usually here about five days a week. Be sure to find me on social media in all the places in the description box down below, as well as on the description box on the screen. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. If you guys haven't seen on the screen already, I now have a little bit, a little counter to count how close I'm getting to my subscriber goal of 100 YouTube subscribers. If I can get to that point, then I am going to be donating $100 to a charity. Um, so I'm really excited to do that. Help me get there. Hit that subscribe button. Thanks again so much, you guys, for tuning in. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.